Greetings, everyone. Vernon Sheridan here, and I want to welcome you to the Traveling Pulpit. Over the past few weeks, the messages have been focused and centered on discipleship, and for good reason. Did you know that throughout the entire New Testament that the term disciple is used 287 times while the term Christian is only used three times? On last week, I spoke about Christ being the miracle and how it is his desire to build and to have a relationship with you, which has not changed from the time he entered this world to the time he left this world. His desire is to build and to have a relationship with you. Into all things. Even having a relationship with Christ there, that comes at a cost. Even with being a disciple, it comes at a cost. So let us go forth now and dive into today's message, the cost of discipleship. So the question is, what is a disciple? A disciple is someone who follows Christ. As in Mark 1, 16 through 20, when Jesus first appears to call his first disciples. Jesus, we see in the first chapter of Mark in the 16th uh, verse, uh, Jesus is passing along the Sea of Galilee and he sees Simon and, and Andrew, Simon's brother. And they were casting their nets into the sea because they were fishermen. And Jesus says to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately, without having hesitation or questioning the purpose that he would want them to follow him, they left their nets and they did. They followed him. They became disciples at that moment. Making the decision to follow Christ made them disciples at that exact moment. And going a little further, he saw James and his brother John, both who were the sons of Zebedee. And he said to them also, follow me. And immediately they became disciples in following Jesus. So a disciple is a follower of Jesus. And we're going to get to a Christian in a little bit, but a disciple is a person who follows Jesus. And that's all it is. So going back to what a Christian is, a Christian is the same thing as a disciple. It is a decision to follow Christ. And all Christ followers see themselves and saw themselves as disciples. However, in that day and time, it were it was the outsiders, the doubters, the naysayers, the people who lived then who are living now, who doubted and gave the label or gave the name to those Christians. Now in Acts 25 and 2011, sorry, Acts 11, 25 and 26, Paul 
was in the in the Antioch area where he stayed for about a year and baptizing those those uh, individual men and women alike. They gave them the name Christians, which means little Christ. But it's none different whether you are a Christian or you are a disciple. You are a follower of Christ and there are expectations for those who follow Christ, which is why not everyone has or can fulfill the cost of discipleship. It is a hard, hard decision, but it is one of the best decisions that you will ever make when you allow yourself to follow Christ, when you give your life wholeheartedly, not looking back, but looking forward to everything that Christ has for you. Not everyone can do this. Over in John, the sixth chapter and the 66th verse, we see how it is possible that not everyone is fit to follow Christ. Christ is giving the words of eternal life to all who are listening, all the disciples who are listening. And he breaks it down this way. Let's go back to, to verse 60, 63. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. And he is telling his disciples here, all of his disciples who follow him. At this point, there are more than 12 and he is speaking to them. 60 verse, uh, verse 64. But there are some of you who do not believe, even though they follow, they do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and it was who would betray him. You see, just not Judas was the only one who betrayed him. There are people who betray him now who falsely claim to be disciples, who falsely claim to be Christian, who use the term Christian as a badge of honor feeling that they can live however they want to live. But as long as they proclaim themselves to be Christian, everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be fine. But by doing so, that individual is betraying Christ. So my question is, is that you? Is that you? Are you the one who is betraying Christ by how you live, but not by how you speak? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Your life shows up in your words. Verse 65. And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the father. Jesus said, no one comes to the father, but by me. But now Jesus is turning it around and he is saying, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the father. After this, verse 66, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. See, that's why I say the cost of discipleship is heavy. It is a heavy cost. 
It costs you your life. What is your life worth to you? We're seeing now, right before your very eyes, people who are going out and hoarding, actually hoarding, spending thousands and thousands of dollars to keep the basic necessities from other human beings. Expecting to cash in on big paydays. If I hoard this, I can sell it for this amount. Or if I keep people from buying the basic necessities that they need, they're going to have to pay me in order to receive these things. To that individual, I will tell you, you are lost in your very soul where you are. And if by chance that this message should somehow reach your ear, I pray that Jesus Christ will turn your wicked ways and your wicked thinking around that you would do the right thing, knowing that Christ did the right thing for your life. He gave his life for you. And I pray that you would turn around and do the same thing for your brother and your sister who are in need at this moment right now. But it says that in, in that moment, many of the disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. The purpose of being a disciple is to make disciples. And when Jesus made his 12 disciples, he looked to them in verse 68 and verse 67. And Jesus asked, asked the 12, do you want to go as well? And Simon Peter spoke up as we know Simon Peter would do and answered him, Lord, Lord, to whom shall we go? So you have to think like this, people. If you are a disciple and you turn your back on Jesus, where are you going to go? Who are you going to turn to? Has this world been that good to you with all your needs and all your wants and all your desires that you can turn to the world and still receive those same benefits? You have to understand that there are people out there right now, as I said before, that are buying things so you cannot have the basic needs for your life. What type of reward do you expect that person to have that's doing those things? Does this world give rewards in that way? But he asked Peter, he, he asked his 12 disciples, do you want to go as well? And Peter said, Lord. To whom shall we go? Peter went on to said, you have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered him, did I not choose you, the twelve? Did Jesus not choose you, the individual? Did he not choose you? Did he not choose your life? to make you a disciple, a follower of his. Did he not choose you? If he chose you as a disciple, you chose him. So what is the purpose of being a disciple? The purpose of being a disciple is to make disciples, to tell the story of how you became a disciple to study the Bible with your brother and your sister, showing them the very words of Christ and what it means to become a disciple. After Jesus' resurrection, 
he came to his disciples at that time, which were 11. Not all 12 made it. One of them was a betrayer. He turned his back. He was a hoarder that kept from God his very life, his very soul. And because of it, he lost his very soul. He did not remain to see the instructions that Jesus would leave to his disciples. Matthew 28 and verse 9, verse 16. It is called the Great Commission. It begins at 16. It says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And this is our instruction, our instructions. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, this is his promise and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Yes, some have doubted. Some will always doubt. But if you are a disciple, if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, these instructions are held to your responsibility. It is your responsibility to make disciples, all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and to Teach them. This is your responsibility to teach them all that the Lord Jesus has commanded you. And his promise is that he will be with you and me always to the end of the age. Now, I'm not a, 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 a pastor, per se. I don't have a building or a congregation. But what I do have is the word of God and what I am doing is I am using that ability that has been given unto me to teach God's word to his disciples that it might go out and fulfill the very instructions that has been given to me and has been given to you. But I do believe that that day is coming. And I do believe that that day for you is now because Hearing his word, hearing his instructions, hearing his expectations should drive you to want to do this very thing. And if you're doing it, good. If you desire to do it, do it. If you're thinking about do it, do it. And if you're hearing this message and you have doubts, I encourage you to pray and to seek his face. Seek for yourself the answers. And I I have no doubt at all he will answer you. If you seek him and believe in him that you're seeking, he will answer you. This I know for sure. So what is the benefit of being and making disciples? The benefit is everlasting life. Everlasting life with Christ. In John chapter 14, 
Jesus puts it this way. For all the things that we're going through in this world, for all the things that we are experiencing right now. You see, I had a I had a um a, a former coworker reach out to me and uh tell me the the concerns you know of the world of of the environment that we're in and I wrote back I believe this is just the Braxton Hicks you know the the false pregnancy the false labor pain of pregnancy I I believe that's that is what we are in right now I do believe that we are rapidly approaching the actual labor pain itself but I do believe this is what we are experiencing now of Braxton Hicks because I believe that the Lord Jesus is, tr- is, is not trying to see. He is allowing his disciples to see who's on his side and who's on their own side to give us the opportunity to go out and make disciples of those individuals who are panicking, who are without understanding, who have a sense of God, but not adhering to his power. I believe it's our opportunity. I believe this is why the harvest is plentiful. I believe this is why the laborers are few, but I also believe that this is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to go and to make disciples and to baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit and to teach them. I believe it's our responsibility right now. I belong to a body, a congregation body, and I'm giving the same instruction to you that is the, it is, that is, I receive also. And it is my responsibility as well to go out and to make disciples and to baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Why? Because I too am a disciple. I too am a follower of Jesus Christ. But the benefit of being a disciple comes in John 14 when Jesus says let not your hearts be troubled believe in God believe also in me he says in my father's house there are many mansions he says if it were not so would I have not would I have told you that that I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. See, it is a, it is a, a, it is a, a hefty cost. It is a heavy price. But look at the benefits. Look at what it takes. Look, look at the benefit of what it takes of being a disciple. He's going to come back. And if he has said he's going to come back, and if he has said that he's going to be with you to the end of the age as a disciple, take him at his word and trust him for what he says. There are many mansions in his father's house and that he is going to prepare a place for you and for me. And if he goes to prepare a place for you, he will come again and take you to himself because where he is, he wants you to be with him also, because this is why you become a disciple. So that you can take your brother and sister with you also. 
You can, you don't have to be alone and going. You don't have to be selfish knowing that you have a relationship with Christ and your neighbor doesn't have a relationship with Christ. It is your opportunity to reach out to your neighbor and tell them about the benefits of being a disciple of Christ. Tell them about the reward of being a disciple of Christ, but most importantly, tell them how you became a disciple of Christ. It is so important that we reach out to our brothers and our sisters. You know, there is something that's going on right now on social media. Everybody is saying, check on your neighbor, check on the elderly, check, check, check on your family members. And while you're checking on the na- on the neighbor, while you're checking on the elderly, while you're checking on your family member, make sure that as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you tell them that you are a disciple and tell them the reason that you became a disciple and then ask them, are they a disciple? And if they're not, ask them, would they like to become a disciple so that you can, can, can share and that you can study and, and hopefully and prayerfully that, that, that they will be baptized and that they too will become a disciple. If they are that, That's all fine and good. Share with one another the goodness and the benefits and the resources of Jesus Christ. But if they're not, there's your opportunity. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Are you a laborer? Are you a part of the harvest? I'm here. And I will be out there. And if you need me, you can always reach out to me. Vernon Sheridan at the traveling pulpit at gmail.com. And I'll write back. You can find me on social media. Hashtag the traveling pulpit. Hashtag Jesus follower. Hashtag. Um, I said the traveling pulpit. <laughs> uh, hashtag virtual minister. You can always find me on Instagram. And I will reach back because I too am a disciple. And I want to share my story with you. I want to share my life with you. I want to help you understand why and what it is that makes me a disciple and why I am a disciple. I believe in disciple making. And I believe that that we should all get into the habit of making disciples. That's my time for today. I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to tell you what it means to, to follow Christ. I want to read you um, just one verse before I go. It is Romans 10, 10. It says for the heart for with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Will you do that? Will you do that today? Will you become a follower of Jesus Christ by doing that? Because he's there, he's willing, and he's ready to bring you and prepare you for for the next step in the journey of being a disciple of Christ. 
Again, I want to thank you for allowing me to come in today uh, to share this message with you. Um, you can reach out to me on social media, um, on Twitter, uh, the hashtag, I'll post it. Uh, you, you can reach out through uh, Facebook, I'll post it, I'll hashtag it. Um, Instagram, I'll post it, and I'll hashtag it. I, I pray that, that the Lord Jesus will come, that you will invite him in once he knocks, and that he will take, a, take up residency in your heart, and that your life will change and just be better than you could ever imagine. I thank you again. Uh, you have a great week. I look forward to doing this with you on next week. I believe next week we're going to continue on in the study of discipleship with the prayer. We're going into uh, the, the um, what do we call the, the passion season. Uh, we are rapidly approaching Easter and the passion season is just upon us. So next week we'll be talking about the prayer. All right, guys, that is it for me. You have a safe and blessed week. Remember your neighbor. Remember your family member. Remember yourself. And I know that once you do and you pray, he will answer. God bless you. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.